Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of the Monkey Business Show. Today is a special episode because today the Dora world is about to change with the, wait, what is it called? The Great Confluence. Dun, dun. And we have two experts with us today. Well, I was going to say 1.5 experts, but you guys, I'll let you guys figure out who the expert is. Effie, thank you so much for joining us again. It's great to be back. Also, I have to let you guys know it's Slax. He is the expert. Slax is the expert. Okay. True. Well, hi, Slax. What's true. up, buddy? I act as the uh, floating head in the Wizard of Oz for lore. Effie tells me everything. I am simply, uh -huh. she does not want to admit it, but she is actually the lore master. And I just make all the stuff she tells me what to say. So thank you, Effie, for all of your inspiration. The great wow. confluence. You actually the think great it's confluence. Happen. You actually okay, so think yeah. they're going to fucking deliver on this thing. I forgot the rating on this show. Sorry if it's PG-13. <laughs> it's okay. You can but say you think you that these fucks are actually going <laughs> to... Kidding. I don't think it's gonna happen, bro. I don't I don't no? believe so. I believe that the uh, the entire thing was a lie uh, and it is never going to drop. I believe it's a failed idea. Uh, quote me on it, quote me on it, community. I don't give a shit. Anyway. Well, thank you for the podcast. It was great having you both. Here. <laughs> and right. that's it. We'll see you next week. <laughs> All okay, right, dude, but right. why do you say that? It will be like the good thing okay, okay. Well, on, you know, for the last few years. Let me years. lay it out. Let me lay it out for All you. Right. So, uh, the Great Confluence, right? Uh, they explain, were alluding to this, gi this mm -hmm. giant event that would come to the Dota 2 lore universe. Uh, this was around the time of uh, Artifact and Underlords. You know, they were thinking like, uh, oh, there's going to be some sort of merging of different things. Well, uh, when's the last time you uh, booted up Underlords there, uh, sir? I actually played uh, the other one, the Auto... The auto yeah. chest, whatever it is. Uh, precisely, <laughs> yes. Uh, I, I believe the original idea for the Great Confluence was some sort of a merger of uh, different game IPs and all that together, but uh, uh -huh. that that ain't happening no more. So, uh, in fact, in the last update of Dota 2, uh, one of Dragon Knight's anime lines, uh, Slyrak, the, the voice of Candyman or whatever that guy's, the horror dude, uh, he comes back and he says to Void Spirit, whose entire lore is about the Great Confluence, because it came out around the same time. He says, uh, you know, the Great Confluence is not what you think it is. Do you know what that means to me? That means... <laughs> it never is. <laughs> run it back! Run it back! So, uh, no. I don't believe anything's happening. I think some kind of Chinese website got some random fucking update, and they're never gonna care about the lore again, is what I think about. Uh, I'm pissed. <laughs> I am pissed. After they murdered my favorite hero, Techies, and they no longer care about the lore, it's just gonna be repeats of Agnums. I want the lore. I want... Uh, they just keep taking things I love, and it, it makes me but, very but it's like, angry. Tell, tell me how you really feel. Podcast. How do you really feel about it? <laughs> Shut the fuck up, man. All right, that's how I really feel, all right? I'm miserable in the world of Dota right now. I'm miserable. I don't know how Great. you guys are doing. Well, with, uh, with different, more optimistic take. Uh, Effie, how, how are you? How, how are you feeling about all this? I'm great. Um, actually, <laughs> I I just like so I, I need to I need some clarification because I feel like Slacks knows better than I do. But basically, mm. and I have I opened up the Twitter post, so all I know is I saw this Twitter post. Some dude said big Dota two leak. 
the great confluence events. And then he just said there's going to be new heroes. That's literally all I I mean, are people it. stupid? The guy's like, there's going to be five new heroes. <laughs> what? Okay, okay. They can barely come out with one per year, but they've been, Dude, oh, we've been working this year, guys. Here's five you're of like them. The, yeah, fucking you're right. You're like the green chair. The green's just trying to steal Christmas from all of us. I <laughs> know. I don't want to steal so, Christmas. I wanna, the whole point yeah. in that great confluence is that they're bringing heroes from different games. They said that they were going to bring one from home, that is Puppet Master, one from mm. Artifact, and one from the, uh, sorry, from the uh, anime, and one from the Underlord or something like that. And they were all going to merge into Dota. That's why it's the mm. confluence. Or okay. how Slack calls so, it, a horrible Tuesday. Yeah, yeah it's, not, it's not happening. It's not happening. They're, gonna, they're not going to take heroes from Heroes of New Worth, my friend. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So, I, I mean, out of, out of curiosity, like, if they did want to port a hero from Han, like, how would they get the, like, the rights to that hero. Well, knowing or... that Han doesn't work anymore, probably just, just give him a milkshake and you can take the IP with you. It probably should not be that hard or that expensive. Okay. I mean, I'm sure they it's could just, just like the rebrand the hero, right? Like take a lot of the skill set and just put it under a different name. I mean, I can see things like that happening. That's the way to Bob do it. Off. Yes, Bob does. Wait, hold four. on. Are we talking about Valve <laughs> or Riot Games? Which one? Uh, both. We can go in order if you want. Oh, okay. Well, you could do the right approach. Ask, uh, uh -huh. you know, steal ideas from the community and claim that they're your own and then make a cool anime on it so people don't fucking remember. But uh, I think it's that they, you know, though. could yeah, they could potentially work with the, the Han people. I don't know why, though. Yeah, those aren't copyrighted. Ideas, spells are not copyrighted. They just rip off all their spells and turn them into that. That reminds me of a hero. Uh, Dawnbreaker, Primal Beast. Uh, and uh, hoodwinked, I believe, <laughs> are straight just yep. ripped from Han. Uh, in some ways, that's what I've heard. I've never played that. Skeleton I have King as well. So. Mm -hmm. Skeleton. Was, okay. Kunka was the same. So I'll, I'll I'll give you my stance. Okay, yes, Slack yes, says there's no way it happens. I say there's actually a pretty decent chance that it happens. I mean, five heroes. I'm sure they could pull that off. Like they haven't released five heroes at a time ever before, but. I mean, why not? I, I would be excited to think that something like that could happen in Dota. So you know what? I believe in the great confluence. Yeah, this is like the flat earth theory from you guys. <laughs> I believe it. Now, if you look at the evidence, <laughs> bros, bros, calm yourself I want to you wake up in a primal... world. I want to wake up in a world where the great confluence is possible, you know? I want to be able to Me be full too. of joy, you know? Not be full of jadedness. Well, I wake up tomorrow, uh, I hope you go to the... <laughs> hope you wake up in 2018, because uh, the time has passed, my friend. It's over. No, I... Uh... Okay, so okay, now... There is just... a possibility it will happen, okay. though. I think that there okay. will be an update, much like Agnum's Labyrinth, where mm -hmm. perhaps it will be called the Great Confluence, and it will be some sort of Battle Pass event. I think that that is, that is fine. They, they might take their huge idea which is where Dota lore was going to go, the apex of everything, and turn it into a uh, subscription model moneymaker, that could happen. Uh, as and it did with Agnum. You make a minigame that has yes. a great confluence, and you play those heroes in the minigame only? Something like that. I mean, you have to understand how jaded I am from Dota lore. Agnum was our biggest mystery. Every single game was, what happened to Agnum? Where did he go? Is he ever going to come back? Is he Rubik's father? And then it turned out that he... Just made a zoo. That was it. He, he, the homie made a zoo. That was the uh, the answer for six years of lore building. So yeah, I'm not. I'm not. I don't know. We'll see what happens. All right, so I'm gonna just advocate for 
for what Effie's saying. It's just, it's just uh, the, the level of pessimism is like I need a shower right now. I just think <laughs> someone. So look, I appreciate uh, this is my shot to them. Seeing how they uh, see that how they try to make the heroes work. I don't think that they have tried anymore. And I think that bringing those heroes, even if they are completely OP or broken, it will bring a lot of players into it. It will break records also on the battle pass, which is at the end of the day what I think that they want. Then they will just not put them on captain's mode for a long time, maybe a year or two, because they're going to be broken as hell, you know? But I think they will do it. Flat Earth, let's go. High five, Jay. Flat, flat Earth it. Yeah. <laughs> no, uh, wrong! Am... Wrong. But... <laughs> okay. So then I have a second, a second part that I want to discuss with you. There's many parts. So I've heard different people telling me that the battle pass might come in between TI and not finish before TI. And this would make sense. Wait a second, Slack. Wait a second. Let me just go with my flat earth. Because okay. TI is the biggest time of the year for players to come in. But when they come in, there's nothing for them to do because the battle pass is already over. So wouldn't it make sense to have TI and the battle pass at the same time? Whatever. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, man. I'm not a money guy. Why not? You know, uh, I think most people come into Dota, they watch TI, they go, oh, what a fun game. Why did I ever stop playing this game? And then they mm -hmm. log back in and they're, uh, they have four Smurfs on their team who uh, insta-lock Meepo and uh, they uh, get trashed and they're 0-27. and They go, oh, yes. And that's fun, why. But the mini games, so, uh, the mini games are the key. The mini games, I, yes. I play the mini games all the time. So if they okay. had a battle pass in the middle with mini games like Labyrinth, and then you join in in October where the people are playing the game, and then you get to enjoy this other version of Dota, I think people will stay much longer. That if you just logged in and get three Smurfs, and then you're like, "Fuck this," you know? Yeah, I agree. I mean, I've been pushing for this for a long time, uh, saying that like mini games are the, the the way to save Dota. Honestly, no, it's too hard. The the window to get in as a new player or as a returning player is too hard. But anybody can boot up Agnum's Labyrinth and like go with their homies and learn that specific game mode. So. That's all I play. All I play is the mini games. I don't log into anything else. How about you, Effie? What do you play? Oh, I don't play mini games. I don't play no? auto chess. Uh -huh. I just I play Dota ranked all day. Like I've been God, oh my God, <laughs> degenerates. I've yeah. heard people like you, I know. It's 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 hard. I, I feel like I should I don't even consume the lore like Slack says. He's so passionate about it, but I don't even know <laughs> what each hero is supposed to be. Like the only things that I know about lore are things that become very common knowledge within the community. But yeah, I'm just I'm addicted to this stupid ranked system like the and do you play solo? Do you play with friends? Do you play? Um, do you have friends? So I used to play with friends a lot more, but after the update that they had recently, where party queues are not allowed to queue into, um, like you you could play as two and then maybe play against five people. You know, after yeah, that yeah. update, I decided I'm just gonna play solo, and my chances are better there. So, so that's what I've been doing since then. Um, it's it's been nice. It's a pretty broken patch right now for supports. So I'm a support player. Uh, I'm having a good time. You know, playing some zoos, playing some Dawnbreakers. <laughs> It's been fun. It's been fun. But um, I just quickly wanted to comment. Like, I, I do think that the issue with Smurfs and Dota is that there are just not enough new players to like sort into that pool, right? So, like, the best thing that you could do, in my opinion, is to just market the game in a really ridiculous and sellout way and get those new players. You know, do it Riot style. I know Which, we beat those guys. Great confluence. Great confluence. <laughs> we'll be right here, you know. 
<laughs> but I, I mean, I'm not sure. Like, this is actually something that I wanted to pick Slax's mind on is just sure. how do you think the best way to bring new players into the game is to play Dota, not mini games, not arcade modes, to play Dota? Uh, well, it, it's an interesting question. I mean, uh, when you think about like, okay, everyone's always like, yeah, they got to market the game. They got to market it. I think that a Dota is impossible to market just based on how it looks. Uh, the first time you see Dota, you have literally no idea what's going on. It's completely non-intuitive. As I said a thousand times, you know, Counter-Strike, it's very easy to understand. Man, make gun go boom. Uh, it's very, you know, anyone watching that gets it and they can understand the competitive aspect, but it's tough. It's either people already know Dota, they tried it, they got frustrated and then they left, or they're completely like grandma's like, hello, watch a MOBA. It was extremely difficult. I honestly, honest to God, think that the only way to do it is with alternate game modes. I don't think any marketing is going to do it. Uh, not only is it because it's hard when you're looking at Dota to understand what's happening even, or even understand what kind of game it is, but like it doesn't monetarily make sense. Can you imagine how much money Riot spends on marketing League? Uh, like that fucking like, you know, having K-pop models come in dancing and shit. And so, for what? I, I want to like, say something what? about Riot. Because I have a very strong opinion okay. about Riot. So when I talked okay. to Riot, this is what they explained. They said, we are on a floating turtle and the floating turtle is china <laughs> it doesn't matter what happened under the floating child the, the floating turtle because we have 33 servers in china everything else not that important so the truth is that if they had an immense amount of player base in three or four places around the world that's the whole thing the game is catered to them but catered has sorry that riot has tried to move more into their culture pop part of it you know they make music and the music is really cool and they make the anime and the anime is really cool and they make all these things and make the game cool the worst part about league of legends is the game unfortunately because just yeah. the is really really good i mean it's true but I, what what's the what's the benefit of that i'm sure dota makes just as much on the battle pass through year uh, what's better spending like upwards to probably 20 million dollars a year on advertising or making 75 million dollars per year with four dudes working on a battle pass for eight months you know i mean uh, economically, better for, uh, economically better for the fucking company not the community that's a very different discussion of course we as dota players and lovers want the game to be better and fresh but uh, we but, live in a capitalistic america dude but hey, but economically yeah. economically there's a thing is that there is there is a moment where you kill your competition and that moment could be very very valuable money-wise you know so I think League of Legends have expanded to where there is no more competition. Nothing can grow around them. And even sure. if they have less profit a year than Valve, they control more of the market share than Valve. And that's yeah. what their, their play is. They, they can stay forever in a way, you know? I, I agree with that. And also what they're doing is so effective in bringing in new players that I realistically can't see League of Legends dying even in 10 years just based on the trajectory that they've been going. And I think that tapping into pop culture and appealing to 11 and 12 year olds with K-pop videos and just things like that and all the merchandise that they sell, the clothing, the figures, the what have you. I, I, I think that even if 
the profit itself isn't what justifies it. I, I do think that they are going about it the right way. Also, I, I don't necessarily even know how much they make per year to make an assessment on it. All I know is Dota is a better game. So as a Dota fan, like sitting here and watching them like do these things, it's like, ah, why can't we have these things? That, that's just how I feel when I watch them release like a cool new video, you know. Yeah. I Unfortunately, I think most of the, the blame is actually, well, obviously on Valve, but it's a little bit on the community too, because, uh, you know, the fact that Valve can do whatever they want and we're going to continuously beat the prize pool purely for cosmetics is just like, okay. I You can't blame them for being like, well, we'll do one patch a year, release one hero, and we'll make $100 million. Like, who's going to say no to that? Uh, mm. when they, uh, didn't have TI and they just straight up did a battle pass with, uh, you know, cosmetics, they made more than they ever had before. Uh, that is like, I don't know. I, it's, it's kind of on us for being like, Hey, hey, we want advertising. We want all this other stuff. We want this. We want that. Cause uh, yeah, corporations are not your friend. They want to do whatever they want, can do to make as much money as humanly possible for riot. Their game sucks ass. So they have to put all of their effort into advertising, into making people think it's cool, into the production of their big events, because the gameplay is fucking garbage. In Dota, it's quite the opposite. Our gameplay is the best game ever made, but uh, that is what's drawing people in, and that's what's making the community dedicated. So you have to change the perspective on the entirety of the community to get things mm -hmm. to change, to break the status quo, which is hard. But uh, I want shiny hats. Our hats. <laughs> our hats. Yeah, I, <laughs> we can't I let go it. of our hats. Exactly. Too many of it's, them. It's, it's tough. I need it's more. Tough. So I would say <laughs> that I, I actually, even though Slag is always like a mad, mad person, it's actually the mad genius because I agree with him 100%. I think that Valve should be trying to figure out how to get people in the client. Whatever they do and whatever they play is up to them. I remember a world where I used to play tower defenses and I used to play more tower defense than I ever played Dota. But I watched Dota and I was part of the Dota world and I sometimes will queue Dota because I was in client. I love minigames. I love events. I love tower defense. And I wish they were helping the community make the minigames because Dota started as a minigame. So for me, that's the, that's the heart of Dota. And what do they care if I am buying cosmetics to play Labyrinth and I'm buying cosmetics to play Dota? They should not care. And some of the minigames are so good that I believe they could be competitive games on their own. Remember the ones that there was like a, like a few weeks ago, where there's two bases and the four points, like it was like capture the point. It was amazing, that mini game. I got to play but, uh, more mini don't games. We, uh, <laughs> don't we already have data on this? When, uh, you know, under or when uh, Auto Chess came out, uh, a massive amount of new influx came into the Dota client, like streamers were streaming and all that stuff. I mean, how many people stick, stuck around? How many people millions, became millions. Dota players from that? You think so? No, no, no. Like while stayed? their game was there, everybody sure. was playing it. I was playing it. And then League of Legends said, oh, I like this TFT. And their game yeah. is much better supported than Underlords. So then TFT became the game to play. Do you think and that everybody that wants to play still? that? Are people still Sorry? playing TFT? Mm -hmm. Yeah, a lot. It's a great yeah. game. My... Like I have to play TFT if I want to play the best version of this game. Because it's better than Auto Chess. That's true. And my, my brother thinks the same way as well. Um, my brother, Firo, he used to be a competitive Dota player. Um, he played on Complexity and the team called Bears. He had some stints. And he quit Dota to play TFT. He just enjoys it more. It's really good. It's yeah. really, really good. The, their version is the best version of the game. Yeah. 
What is the game that you play the most? Uh, it's like mini games inside of Dota. Uh, I don't have time for mini games anymore, my friend. Uh, my mini game is uh, Silencer Brown Boots Refresher. That's my mini game. I I play unranked, sickening my own mini games. Uh, <laughs> uh, I don't know. I I have not ingested the uh, the custom game client in quite some time. The only one I really play is Suns fans. Uh, disgusting game, which I hate. I actually love that game. Uh, I I hate it. But, uh, <laughs> How do you have mana? He's my friend. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> refresher. <laughs> How do you hey, Effie, don't ask questions. Okay. That's what TP scrolls are for, all right? Okay. All right? You get mana silence by stealing He uses one, and 30 seconds later, he uses another one, or in the foundation. You get mana, you earn it, all right? If you don't have at least 15 <laughs> stolen int, then you don't deserve it. <laughs> You're absolutely correct. I'm sorry. Shouldn't Thank have you. doubted you. Uh... <laughs> It's uh, funny no, how but... like, he talked about this 30 seconds ago and you're still thinking, okay, this is really fun, but how the fuck do you have money? <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, I, honestly, though, I, I really, really, as bringing it all back, uh, I feel like Dota is, again, such a difficult game to get into. It has such a barrier for new people that it's like, you have to approach this from a non-game play perspective. As Riot knows, Riot makes music videos, they make all this other shit because they're not talking about the game. They're just trying to pique your interest as what the fuck is this and let you make your own journey through it. Uh, Dota needs to do very much the same thing, except we're 10 times more complicated. It is in minigames. It is just getting people to play Agnum's Labyrinth and say, oh, this is what a spell is. Oh, it's each hero has a spell. Oh, this is really fun. I'm super OP. Now maybe I'll play it against other people. But... I don't know, guys. I mean, the market of gaming has changed in the last five years. Uh, you know, five, ten years ago, you log into a game, you, that's your game. You play that game forever. Uh, the majority of people, besides Dota players, were actually very rare in our existence. Uh, now we just do what Twitch streamers do. We say, oh, new game coming out. And we play that. We become part of that community. We get bored. We move on. We move on. It's like the Apex Legends kind of a business model of new game drops tomorrow. Let's go. So uh, have you have you ever tried to teach how to play Dota to someone or like not not someone like you want to like spend from zero to 100, but it's like, hey, dude, you play Dota. Well, we should play together. But there's nothing I can do for that person where he or she will enjoy the game for the next 45 hours. I need to send them videos of, of Perch and say, OK, well, after you finish this 30 hour, then Maybe I let you join, but imagine there was like a mini game, you know, with the same dynamics than Dota, and we can all just, you know, just slow it down, you know, dumb it down, you know, together. I mean, that's you don't have maybe five. Why are you teaching people to play Dota? What what the hell's wrong with you? Do you do you like what you've become? It's like giving someone a crack pipe. What are you doing, dude? That's not cool. I would only teach Dota to my biggest nemesises. I have my enemies. I'd try to get them in the Dota. Dude, let your friends be happy. Teach them Candy Crush. I really thought that it was gonna be a more optimistic conversation today. No, look at me. Be a happy, successful person. I look like a fucking hobo now. <laughs> Dota is rough. Um, <laughs> now a God, couple why of would things. you want your friends to play Dota? Go ahead. Yeah, and just a couple of things on on what Jay said. Is so, um, I did meet somebody recently. Yes, in real life, in, in the outside world, <sighs> who who was like, "Oh my goodness, I have recently started to play Dota. Do you want to play together?" And. <laughs> I just, I didn't want to be rude. It's like, yeah, give me your Steam. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I click on the profile, like, 
80 games played really sweet i'm like okay so what i, I can't play with this person on my account obviously they're going to be thrown into mm -hmm. they're going to be thrown into like matchmaking that is unbearable for them but i also can't get on a smurf because then i'm a smurf and people will hate me and make reddit threads and all of that so yeah yeah, yeah. so I, I i was just like how about i just be a coach and i try to like tell you a couple of things and it's just it was very strange because this person did play like 80 games so they had a, an okay sense of you know lanes and tping and stuff but they just didn't know anything like not a single thing and then i found myself having to explain i i say a word and i have to explain that word I'm like yeah so buy a salad and they're like just quiet i'm like yeah so then you go to the shop and this is the item that you purchase and then you put it in the courier and then then i have to explain that courier <laughs> now you have to play courier <laughs> you have to like walk back and do this and god forbid you try to explain things like go back to the fountain and you have to play fountain or it's just like your lane is in a bad place how about you try to pull in it's just like every concept needs minutes of explaining and it's all happening like within seconds so after after that one experience i gave up and this person reaches out to me Hey, do you want to do that again? I'm like, I'm busy today. I'm, <laughs> I mean, that's, I, I I'm not playing. busy. I'm, I'm busy forever. I am busy forever. <laughs> okay, don't reach out again. Oh I, so I play with the CSGO team and the CSGO team and I will play. And obviously they're gamers, you know, they're really good playing. But I think it was fun for everybody but me. Because I was thinking, okay, how can I carry you for people? Right. To victory. And one of them is like, Woo, there is trees. I can make trees. I was like, oh, oh fuck. <laughs> this is not going to work for me. <laughs> Sweet summer child, shut up. Towards <laughs> those trees. It picked Fury and it's like, oh, I can make trees. Yeah. It's like, yeah, yeah, you can make trees, but they disappear. Why? Why would they leave me? Like, oh, I, I mean, but that's like, like, go on. No, no, you guys sucks. I mean, that's like the barrier of entry, right? It's tough. And again, it's why Dota is such a unique game because people want. They have to have that spark to want to be thrust into this impossible situation and then understand it, right? And that's not for everybody. That's not for most gamers. Most gamers want a casual, fun experience. They've been working their job for like 14 hours. They want to come home, shoot some guys in the face, and then uh, go to bed. So it takes a certain sick freak to become like a MOBA fan. It takes a certain person to want to play a game uh -huh. like Dota, which is yeah. tough. It, it is very hard to market game because you have to have that kind of personality that wants to get whipped, get into this impossible situation, and say, I'm going to overcome this. And that's that's rare. It is legit rare. I think a lot of people do um, hear about the game, though. Like, from what I read on online gaming communities, sometimes I feel like people don't know dota but then i meet people in real life and they're like oh what do you do and i'm like yeah i stream sometimes i cast this game called dota they're like oh I i've heard about that the one was like the, the 30 million dollars i'm like yeah that one so so people do have like a general sense of events that happen around dota and i feel like ti in particular like we mentioned before initially it's just a really good time to try to capitalize on all of the hype and all of the you know excitement and buzz about a game potentially making millionaires out of you know teenagers so if only i i don't feel like it's it's that mysterious of a game to people like online when i read like forums and stuff i i feel like people don't know but that's actually not the case in real life i even told one of my family members what i've been doing recently and he's like 40 and he's like wait i've heard about that i heard you know because we're jordanian and he's like well some jordanian kid got really rich off of it i was like yeah <laughs> That's, that's the one. <laughs> so, 
so we're, we're helping them, putting them on the map. Hmm. So I, I, I don't I, think that it's... I don't find a lot of connection with people. Eh? People that don't play Dota don't know Dota. Some of them have heard about the game, but I don't think that they understand the game. Like if you say Fortnite, everybody was like prickle their ears, you know? But I go around the world telling people about Dota and they're like, eh? It's like League of Legends. It's like, yeah. That one. We're like the smarter brother that no one likes. Yeah. <laughs> do you idea. feel in your... Sorry, do you feel like in your everyday or whenever you go with, with muggles, <laughs> normies, <laughs> and you tell muggles. them that you're in this world? Yeah, they're muggles. Uh, what is their immediate reaction? Like Dota, do they, not, do they recognize the title? Uh, if you're asking me, yeah, they do. But I think a lot of it does have to do with like being in Jordan. So I think it's a little bit different. I know that like Dota is less popular in America, but in, in Jordan, it's a very popular game here. And people have at least spoken about it in the past. So when I bring it up to people, they're like, yeah, yeah, I've heard about it. Or my cousin plays it or, or something. Because we had a really um, heavy net cafe culture. I think I talked to you about this briefly, Jay, on the you last did. podcast. Mm -hmm. But because of that, like a lot of people did grow up playing Dota All-Stars on Warcraft. And it, it's gotten around. But I know that in, in like the U.S., that isn't the case. And in a lot of places in Europe, that yeah. isn't the case. But for me... People think it's cool. They're like, oh, wow, good for you. I'm like, yeah, good for me. <laughs> That's how it goes. How about you, Lex? And no, America, no, I don't find anybody, anybody that knows that. Basically nobody. Yeah. Like, if, uh, sometimes I'll go out and someone will be like, hey, I know you. And that's like probably once or twice a year <laughs> or really? something Only? like that. No, Dota. Uh, I don't know. But uh, I don't think it's a big deal, though. I think another thing about Dota in this community is we're very elitists, right? We feel like, ah, yes, we play the hardest game. I am good at the hardest game, and uh, it's too good for you. You probably never heard of it. Uh, I don't know if our what our you know community uh, uh, feels would be if Dota was the most popular game. Oh, yeah, number one, it's as good as Fortnite. Would it still be kind of the same prestige of it? I don't know. I, again, I, I spent a lot of my time thinking about the like psychological it. profile of a Dota player, right? And uh, it is interesting. That must be fun. Uh, it is fun. Hmm. It is fun. Uh, Dota players don't know what they are. They have no idea. They think that they want to go into the game and have fun and enjoy themselves. But 99% of Dota players are, are masochists. They're, they uh, want to be beaten. They want to be miserable. <laughs> Come on. Uh, because it's, that is where they get their enjoyment from. They get their it's enjoyment from... It's a very punishing from, game. It's a yeah, very punishing they game. They overcome misery and they increase misery for others. That's why when they deleted Techies, I knew it was the end. You see, Techies is the perfect representation of Dota. Everybody says, I hated games with him. I hated games away from him. I don't like him. You did like him. that. You'd be playing League if you didn't like Techies. Right? You'd be going no. to the You wanted to be punished. Nope. You didn't nope. know it, but you nope. don't want to be punished. Nope. <laughs> Speak for yourself, Mr. Slash. Nope. I am much happier uh. with this Techies rework. Sure, well, I'm sure, very happy sure. and relieved, and my pubs have been much more peaceful. They are great, very peaceful. I can't wait to see another <laughs> racer in every fucking game that I play for the last oh. four months. Oh, do you? Maybe not you like can pick racer? racer middle. Maybe you can play racer offlane, or if not, just play carry. And if not, just play four. I mean, just, just it's every game. Effie, every every game has a racer right now. There's a lot Damn. of racers, but I've been suffering more with them. Like, the support heroes of this patch. I feel like they're the most contested ones, right? So these Marcy's and these Dons and these Zeus's, I try to take them whenever I can, but if you don't take them and you're against them, it's just it's a really difficult time. I feel like it's been pretty <laughs> heavy support um, meta for a couple of 
patches now, not in terms of these are the most important heroes, but there are heroes that just win you pubs, right? Like the, the patch before that with Weaver and Spirit Breaker. I got a lot of MMR there. And then this patch with the Zeus's <laughs> and whatever, getting a lot of MMR here. It's just... Hell yeah. yeah. Well, I think that's another part of the advertise or the uh, kind of new age of Dota campaign of drawing people in. Like uh, they're trying to step away from miserable experiences. Mm-hmm. Like supporting used to be a fucking horrible experience that was a grind with you buying all your wards and having your teleport slot every single update is trying to get more and more approachable to let people have fun but what i'd like to argue is that dota players don't want to have fun they think they want to have fun but they really really don't if they wanted to have fun they'd be playing league they want to be punished but i i can't agree with you like like, you're gonna be punished (laughs) either way because you're gonna be punished either way even you play support right now but they needed to make it at least have boy fun. Mm-hmm. At least I have fun playing support right now. Like if you get somebody like this not paying attention, you can blow up a uh, a carry, you know, yeah. as a support for and many times. Before you couldn't do that. You were it was awful. It was not fun at all playing support. I'm having a great and time. And then you will Yeah. Really? Right now it's much more fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I have a, a few more things that I that I wanna talk to you about. Uh well we talk about the confluence and if not the confluence, when do you think the patch is dropping? Uh with the Compendium. Somebody that works closely with Valve in this conversation. Effie? <laughs> I don't even know where Valve is. Like. <laughs> no one knows. It's part of their mystery. I don't know, man. Before TI? What the fuck do I know? Before TI. Uh, so I what mean, do you think I about my, my, my theory of the, com- the Compendium being in the middle of TI? I don't care. <laughs> and wait, wait. And if it's in the middle of TI, what happens with the price pool? Do they lock it? Do they commit it? What happened to the other companion that we had a few months ago that never there? Because my theory is that they're going to add part of the money from that compendium, part of the money from this new compendium until before TI, and then run compendium all the way through until a month after TI. Boom, you heard it here first. <laughs> I have no leak or no insider information. <laughs> this is what I would do, you know, okay. if I was going to try to fix Dota. You sound far too creative. Far too creative there. I try think to, they'll drop uh, it after Arlington. Maybe maybe after Genting in September. <laughs> I think they won't drop it. I think they're going to pay for the whole event themselves Ooh. this year. For fun. No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes. They're going to put down $75 million for for fun. Uh, I don't know, man. Who knows? They got a lot of bean counters over there to figure this kind of shit out about what would be the most effective for monetary stuff. Uh, we shall okay. see. Good to see that none of my serious topics are... are Whoa, dude! We'll go for the next one. So, Seb is back? Seb is back? You seen it? Seb is back to the major? Seb is back. Seb is back. Is he trying not to get, like, a banned for smurfing or something? He, he continuously is like, I'm done, I'm done. And then he comes back, I'm done, I'm done, guys. I, what is this? Does Misha even play on the team? Do you guys even scrim with him? Or is this all just yeah, a yeah. facade? Yeah, yeah, so it's, 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 it's actually yeah. from, the inside, from the inside of a team. I can give you the, the insight is that Seb doesn't want to play. He's not trying to play it. Whoa. Every single time we call him, we were like, dude, I'm on holidays. I already booked all the holidays. Because I remember... After the other major, he said, guys, just so you know, I cannot come to Arlington, okay? Do not make me. I cannot come. I have the holidays booked already for a year from now. I called him the other day. 
so uh, Misha has been denied. He's like, fuck. Five minutes later, he's online playing Ayo, you know? He's online uh, playing support. You Two hours it. later, I guess I can do this, you know? Okay, let's do it again. But on the topic of that, actually, I mean, I, mm -hmm. I think, of course, people say retirement in Dota is a joke. And I just feel like people are people who get to the level of, of sub and no-tail, et cetera, like they are just so competitive and it's deeply ingrained in their nature that even if they say they don't want to, I'm sure deep down he's really excited about that. But um, on the topic of so, Arlington... So, Johan hasn't played at all, eh? Johan hasn't played since TI. I think he's played four games in eight months. But Seth plays 10 games a day. So I think they're very different in the way that they're handling retirement. Isn't he gardening or something? He talks to me about yeah, yeah, gardening, yeah. how uh -huh. it's making him happy in life. That's yeah. pretty cool. I'm playing ping pong. He wants to make an OG ping pong uh, tournament during TI, which, by the way, maybe we are halfway <laughs> announcing it there. <laughs> that sounds great. But, um, Hell yeah. So, uh, um, so sorry, what were you going to ask me about Seb and the major? Oh, yeah, no, just uh, not to do with Seb in particular, but like the visa issues that, um, that Misha ran into. A lot of players are having yeah. the same problem in Arlington, so I know it's been, yeah, it's been, it's been really complicated. a bit of a hot topic about hosting these tournaments. So yeah, US. look, you can feel free to interview me and I will answer in the best way I can. Maybe I start screaming like it's like if I don't want to give you the real answer. Oh! But let's just say that. Let's just say this. So there is different process about the visa. Uh, one process is that you first have to submit the paperwork in which your visa gets approved. Okay? And then after your visa gets approved, you get an you need an appointment on some embassy that allows you to give the paperwork, give your passport, and they print a visa on your passport. That has been the complicated part. So first is, can you get your visa approved? Yes. But then, can you get an appointment? No, because appointments are already now for six, seven months from now. So you have to sign up for appointments and hope that someone cancels. So I'm not joking. We had appointments in <laughs> Saudi, in Serbia, in just trying to see which one will open up and none of them open up. And the second problem is that the Sputniks that are the visas that were having, sorry, the, the vaccines that they were having there, America has, does not recognize them anymore. So you have to vaccinate again for the CIS players. So you get in a way challenged in three different ways. Yeah, that's that's difficult. I mean, I I've definitely struggled with US visas before. I'm I'm still struggling with one. I've been trying to get one since last December just so I can visit my little brother and ever since COVID, pretty much a lot of the embassies, I don't know what brought it about because in the past before the pandemic, it would take you about 3 weeks after your visa gets approved mm -hmm. to get your interview date. That, that was usually the standard, even here mm -hmm. in Jordan and other Middle Eastern countries. And then after the pandemic, suddenly you can go on this website that you can just basically check every city or every consulate. And you can see what the average wait time is there. After the pandemic, it went from three weeks to like nine months, 10 months, 11 months in a lot of these countries. And the only way around it, which I guess isn't even applicable to everybody because of like the vaccine problems that you talked about would be to find a date in a different consulate in a different country, mm -hmm. try to like hopefully mm -hmm. get one, fly there to do the visa and, you know, hope for the best. Like had I been invited to Arlington, I would have flown to Malaysia because I, I prepared the whole thing in advance. In Malaysia, you can do it within like three weeks. I was told, but it's also just not open to everybody to make that application. They have a list of countries that they can do. So it's just such a difficult okay. process that has been 
ongoing since the pandemic. So I'm just really surprised with hosting a major in America with that knowledge because this isn't recent knowledge. Like the visas have been very hard Economy for years yeah. now. So one of my, without really trying to say names, uh, I would say that I had a friend that was trying to get a visa for the United States and we had to go because uh, they got an appointment with Mexico the day after. So we had to get on a plane immediately, like run to the airport right now, because this is the cancellation that they have. And if you cannot be there tomorrow at noon, you're not getting one. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it's been very tricky with, with Misha, they gave us one random in the middle of somewhere, which I don't really want to say. And it was like, we're in the middle of another tournament and you're telling me that I, right now that tomorrow is that appointment. I have to fly Misha in the middle of a tournament. <laughs> no, you know, it's, so, and also it's like, I don't know, maybe it's a different topic, maybe for after, but you know, there was a $4 million tournament that is eight times bigger than a major in price pool. Are you going to drop that tournament to try to go to another weird country, you know, to see if somebody gives you a visa? I see. Yeah. That's yeah. Might as well wild. stay, you know? I didn't know yeah, anything about here. any of this. I, I, I thought it was just the teams being lazy. Or the organizers. In Stockholm, we, we hire lawyers, we hire <laughs> people. Look, maybe we drop the ball, you know, but I mean, for me, what else can I, what else can I spend? You know, I have a manager, I have a operation person, I have a head of esports, and I have a law firm doing this and we couldn't fucking get the visa. That's now, crazy. I also want to explain a little bit more, a few things. <sighs> okay. So we made a decision in OG that we were not going to send Misha home and we were not going to send Yura, uh, Yuragi home for two obvious and completely different reasons. One of them is because males over 18 cannot leave the country in Ukraine. So Yuragi was out. We didn't want to send him in. And then Misha is that he could be sent to the military if he shows up in at home. Imagine Misha, which is, I mean, you know, taken to the military. So we said, no, you cannot go there. So the people that made their visa for Stockholm were teams or players that decided to go back to Russia to get them. So we never sent Misha back. So what we did for Stockholm was how much money do we have to pay? Who do we have to hire to not send Misha back home? And the answer was, you cannot go to the major, but I was not going to send him home. You know, he doesn't want to go home. He doesn't want to risk it. And she doesn't want to risk it. What am I going to do? Ship two kids back home? For the off chance, nah. Now Arlington was different. Arlington, yeah, Arlington, the US was not really helping us. Yeah, and just to offer some added insight uh, to Slacks and to people who like may not know this, because I, I do read Reddit a lot and I've seen a lot of discussions about visas going on, but people don't realize like if you're from America or from Europe, your passport is very powerful. So in most cases, you don't need visas to go to places. Like if you're from Europe, mm -hmm. you can apply for something called an ESTA or something, and you can go to America on it. But even in the case that let's say I were trying to get a visa to the US, and let's say I had an appointment open in some other country, in most cases, I would have to apply for a visa to go to that country first in order to do the interview to get the US visa. And Sometimes that takes from like mm -hmm. 10 days to 30 days. So even if an appointment opens up, most players who aren't from Europe or the US can't even get these last minute appointments that open up for them because they don't have visas 
to that country anyway to go to the appointment to get to the visa it's it's a Uh very 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 complicated process and and it's like i actually know a lot about jordan because obviously i have a jordanian player because they don't want you to run away then if you have assets and businesses or things like that in jordan it's easier to ask for a visa if you don't have anything and your family unfortunately also doesn't have money there's no way you're getting a visa because they believe that you don't gonna come back yeah, so but... Amar, his parents have businesses and his brother has businesses. So Amar is attached to the brother's visa because he's also a minor. So he knows that the brother is coming back. So he has to come up with the brother and the brother has to be with him there the whole time. So the kid, the, the brothers are actually super nice because they're taking time off of their lives, you know, and their careers just to be there with Amar every time. Jeez. I had no idea. This is this is crazy. Uh, yeah, uh, Effie's completely right. As an American, I I get on a plane <laughs> with my passport. I I don't think I've ever had to apply to uh, only twice in my entire career. So that's crazy. Um, now, isn't there also though difference with these sports visa things? I heard that like it's much easier as like a player. If an organizer has like, you know, oh, this guy's an athlete in the, the process is so, expedited or is that So Misha got, got their sport visa for, Misha and Chu got the sport visa approved by the States. So we filed this visa, but you still have to do the thing. So, so just so you know, there's, there's obviously, fuck, I can't believe it that we're talking about this. But one thing is that America lets you come in and another very different one is your country lets you leave. Two completely different things. America might say, okay, you are welcome here. And your country might say, yeah, but I'm not letting you leave. So oh, you gotta have to feel the paperwork on both sides, you know? God, that sounds awful. Yeah, I, I yeah. don't know. For, for me, so the point that I was just trying to make is that in terms of wait times alone, like I, I do know that sports visas change things. So if you apply for a sports visa and things like that, there are other types of visas in the US, for example, that are um, classified under non-immigrant, but aren't the tourist ones that have different wait times as well. Mm-hmm. Like I, I know that if you can get that approved, then it might be a little bit easier for you. But even all of this stuff has to be done months in advance. And there's just, so this has been like the status quo in terms of US visas for a year and a half now, at the least. This is as, as long as I can remember. So nothing has changed since things shifted around with the pandemic. So I'm just really surprised that this wasn't something that was discussed, to be honest, when it comes okay. to a major place. So now this is the another another funny part. So let's say that the major was announced this time, actually four months before, or five months before, or six months before. Mm-hmm. But we don't know if we're going to qualify. Mm-hmm. So you cannot really start the paperwork, the process, and get the limitation mm-hmm. letter and all that until you qualify. So it doesn't fucking matter because we qualified three weeks ago, the last day of the finals, you know? So we have so, to start fighting everything before. So what's the solution? And we have money. Imagine it's like these yeah. people don't have money, you know, because I could pay 10,000 euros for a lawyer to try to get this with Misha. But if you are other teams that are not sponsors or other teams and more than us, then, you know, you're shit out of luck. Besides franchising Dota, uh, like doing an Overwatch where you basically say, okay, all teams are invited to all events and we'll see how it goes. I, I don't know an uh, easy solution for this because, again, uh, Dota is a meritocracy. It's based on you make it to the major based on how well you play and uh, earning your spot there. Uh, that's what we've always been. So to be able to solve an issue like this, you would have to completely redo the entire esports scene. Am I saying that you shouldn't do that? I don't know. You Times have changed since COVID. But you're 100% right. So now the problem is that the whole point of going to TI, you're playing qualifiers the whole year. And if you cannot get to the major, then you cannot fulfill the 
the achievements that will get you mm. the TI. So, like, that's why for me the system is completely broken. But then Valve will say, if I have to play Valve again, that's why we give so many points to the regional DPCs. Yeah, which is a fair argument, honestly. Which I mean, is a fair argument. But yeah. the problem is that that creates, you know, the trickle down. There's other problems created by the solution to that problem, for created sure. by the solution with that problem. Because at the end of the day, we have one $40 million tournament and nothing else matters. Yeah. Yeah. And it also years. makes TI worse, honestly. Because there's teams that do better on lands, and then there's teams that do better online. And then it, the number one thing you want them to do is play at the biggest land in the world. So you're creating yeah. a, a system based on people that are excellent offline and then putting them on a land and watching them shit themselves. So it's, uh, <laughs> it's, it's rough. But these are questions that, you know, are extremely difficult mm -hmm. to answer without Very changing the fundamentals of the entirety of the esports scene in Dota. And uh, I don't think the four people that work there want to do <laughs> I'm just oh, kidding. No. I don't know how many people work there, but uh, to, uh, to be a little more uh, optimistic, it's it's really that mm. the pandemic shifted the nature of of how these things happen. Yes. because borders were a lot less complex, and the requirements that you need to cross them, and what you need from your own country, what you need for from the visiting country like it just used to be a lot simpler the process really didn't take that long like yes you do need like a month maybe two at most to account for a potential travel date but anything more than that is way overkill but now because of the pandemic and because of how the world has changed and because of how health laws have changed and individual individual countries adjusting their own laws for their own sense of security and comfort and whatnot it's all like up in the air you really have no idea what it's going to be like it's kind of like roulette's when it comes to every country and what mm. they might change. Even even something like, let's say we planned a Dota tournament two months from now and why country? We'll still be scared that mm. why country two months from now changes their policies on on people coming in. Yeah. You, you really have no way to tell. So there's not really a fix for this problem. The only thing would just be to be optimistic and say, well, hopefully we've cracked down on this pandemic a year from now and the world slowly shifts back to normal. I mean, if that happens, we'll be, we'll be okay. There it is. Well, or <laughs> you allow finally six-man rosters or seven-man rosters, you know? So I can have just people inside the team, might as well. <laughs> Maybe hopefully five of them will make it to the team, to the, <laughs> to the tournament. Is that actually useful? Would you scrim with your seventh player just in case that you guys made it and stuff? Would you actively... No, but at least I can just keep... <laughs> I, at least I could give Seb a jersey that I don't have to take away from him after every tournament, you know? It's like, oh, yeah, you can keep it. You can keep it. You're part of a team, you know, bro? You're part of a team. You're one of us. One of us. One of us. You know? Yeah. So, I mean, that sounds like a, a rough place for that sixth and seventh guy to be if they're not Seb, right? If they're not like CEOs, imagine just that being That sounds like, like your problem, you know? <laughs> yeah, I guess so. I guess it's everybody else's problem. But yeah, there's a lot of intricate issues with a lot of different solutions. And I know I've been poking fun at Valve a lot uh, in this, but I think that they are dealing with these really complex things that don't have very easy answers and they receive a lot yeah. of flack for it. So it, it really trickle, sucks. Trickle down. It's, so, for example, Singapore. Yeah. Singapore was the place that they thought, okay, we're not going to have any problems for TI, okay? Which is actually good thinking. We're working mm -hmm. directly with the government. It's pretty open. We can do anything we want. The truth is, we don't know what will happen by from now to October. But let's assume that everything works fine. But then the Singapore TI now is on these two different events, one of them tiny and the other one okay size, you know? Like, the first, the first stadium is really small. Huh? I think it's 800 seats for playoffs. So that's very small. But it's just the only way they could ensure it. So I really think that it's kudos for them for saying, hey, what is the num the only way we can ensure that we can make this event happen? 
First part in hotels, second part in a small stadium, third part, fuck it, you know, we'll see what happens. And we will try the last two days. So I commend them for doing that. The problem is trickle down, you know? Trickle down is who can go to TI for three weeks in Singapore, one of the most expensive cities mm. in the world, during Formula One and during the other music festival. Like, if you look at the hotels, they're $500 per night. The hotels That's around crazy. the area. It's incredibly expensive. So Yo, who I can hope spend I get that? hired. Hooray! <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to come uh, to the monkey business show with us? <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. This it's tough. It's, and then they don't even know if it's going to happen. Like how burned they got in uh, Sweden when they were just like, oh, sorry, you know, actually, we don't want to do this. Like, <laughs> that's fucking crazy. Uh, the world's a yeah. terrible place to be trying to do events right now. Although Effie is right. It is getting better every day. But um, yeah, it's, it's rough. But anyway, let's talk about something else. Uh, funny enough, I do not know if this will make it into the panel either. But the last day of the finals, uh, I received a message when I was sleeping saying, do you can you make it to the panel? I'm like, hey, I don't know anything about being a panelist or anything. And I was like, well, if you want to do it, you have 30 minutes to shower and show up here when the, the venue is 30 minutes away. I was like, I really don't want to do it. And they were like, well, we don't have anybody else to talk about OG. Maybe I should not even explain all this. Anyway, I didn't even shower, put my t-shirt on, ran to the bus with the shirt in my hand, got changed on the, on the, on the limousine, got there, Got put on the screen and got trust by ready <laughs> for the next two days. So yeah, very very good. This is this is the first time I experienced the uh, live uh, feedback. You know, <laughs> lovely, I lovely. I remember people. the first time I got flamed by Reddit. I I cried for a few hours. It's, yeah, you cried. No, it's, it's <laughs> and I was trying to defend me on Reddit. I was like, dude, don't worry, don't worry. My I don't want to do this for a living. And in the middle of my segment, my part. The person that I was supposed to show up or the person replacing the person that I was just supposed to show up, showed up and I was replaced literally mid-battle. I was like, okay, I can go now. And then the moment that I were replaced, they were like, oh my God, JMR got fired, JMR got fired, lol, lol, lol. So, yeah. And Seb called me. He was like, dude, are you sure you want to do this? You're going to get murdered online. And he was like, my advice, don't talk about Dota. I'm like, dude, I'm about to go on a panel about the draft. What do you want me to talk? He's like, talk about stories, tell them about Amar music. Just don't talk about Dora. I was like, okay. So if you see my segments, I'm not talking about Dora, no matter what they ask me. So what do you think about this hero? Well, you know, the good thing about this hero is when Amar listening to music, he puts it on the headphones. I never spoke about Dora the whole time. Oh my God. So, yeah, uh, I, go. I feel like um, there's a weird... So a lot of the Dota community has this, a strange relationship with the, the Dota on-screen talents and or, or just anyone who shows up at a tournament. For some reason, <laughs> the second you're on that camera, it's just, let's shit on this person. And <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure what it is exactly, but I think it's just because of how deeply and closely connected they feel to the game, but also just how elitist they are about it. They would also just want everyone they see on camera to be perfect because it's the perfect game and they are perfect for playing it therefore they deserve perfect representation on camera and a lot of people <laughs> maybe take it a little bit too far so i'm sorry you had to go through it but it's a funny story now for me i was like fuck all of you i made my dream i am casting the <laughs> semi-finals of og versus psg 
you guys can't touch me, you know? I might fly my way back to the hotel. This is how great I felt, you know? Yeah. But no, it was fine. I mean, that's what matters the most. And that's why, you know, I, uh, that's all that matters. I mean, the and, question is, why why are people so negative? It's because it's easy. It's the easiest thing psychologically that somebody can do. It's very hard to be, you know, hyper positive and put into words like how people can improve or what you think is special about them and why they make something that you love so much better. It, it's difficult. It's a lot easier baseline to go, me, no, like, bad. Like, that's just basic human and sociological like connection but, so dude i feel by this i loved it i there was a there was another one of the comments that i actually loved it so much that i sent it to my mom she said jmr definitely has these vibes the influencer try hard that it's all because his parents never loved him when he was a kid and i wish his parents had fucked him more so he wouldn't have to get, seek attention and i was like oh. dude, you have no idea how much my mom hugged me <laughs> you know it's I definitely mean, not that I'd be but lying it was amazing. I didn't say I, I like negative comments more than positive. I love it. Wait. No, it's okay. Effie, I've never felt the, the, the feedback from the community. This was my, my first time. But the, the thing is also yeah. there there is positive feedback too. It's just oftentimes it's hard to focus on just the positive when the negative voices sometimes feel so much meaner and so much more passionate about what they're expressing about you but yeah the feedback aspect is we've talked about this in the last one for sure like mental health and and, and what it's like mm -hmm. it's the hardest part to adjust to but when you do it just kind of becomes background noise and dota's dota so it's like what we're <laughs> we're there for you know not there for people's opinions on YouTube comments or Twitter or something. But you know the, the, the part that bothers me more internally what? in my heart? <laughs> that the feedback was right no! about me. <laughs> no fucking no! reason to be there. And no, not, the, not the one about being hacked. About like, they were like, what the fuck is this guy on this? I was like, I was thinking the same thing. What the fuck am I doing here, you know? Well, he doesn't know shit. I mean, especially think about it. They gave me the job. Then later they had Misery do and later Aoi and Sep. Well, you know. I mean, in comparison, you know, come on. You have like these guys that know immense amount of things about Dora. And every single time somebody's sending me a question, I talk about how Amar listens to heavy metal. <laughs> so, yeah. Hey, but no I one else can provide comparison. that insight, could they? You know? Exactly. Correct. There you go. But then they should have given me a guest. And instead of saying analyst, should be like, just here for the fun. And, you know, put me with sun fans and put me with views, like, and then we can have the whole product. But the whole product was very serious and very bottom down. Oh, I think this is going to be a great Razor pick. JMR, what do you think? Well, I think that when we play Razor, Amar changes songs and then he puts the headphones on this. Okay, thank you for your insight. I was like, come on. Just, uh. Anyway, it was great. I made it. You That's made it. it. You know, I mastered Dota. And now, well done. and now, this is my new step. It's like, I'm following you. I want to be the coach of the major. <laughs> you want to what? And I, yes, I have promised Sip that if he gives me the headphones, I will not plug them. I will just pretend that I'm doing the job. This is my new my new milestone, you know, where no Jay has gone before. So, because he's like, I don't think we're going to have a coach because Chu cannot go. So I was like, Chu, put me in, you know, yeah, put me yeah, in. Yeah. This is my time. Because you were the sixth member on TIDC. Excuse me, it was I was you. a sub. Not a coach. Like, the sub, correct. I was a sub. Well, the sub. I was standing you, behind resolution. Second. Yeah. Second on TI. You are a second on that TI. A TI finalist, dude. It's true. I was standing behind uh, Sasuke when he was at, uh, right before the grand finals. He was in front of a stairway. And it was the only time in my life. Uh, if I pushed him down the stairs and killed him, I would have gotten a million dollars. I thought about it. 
he was just standing there so innocently. And he's so tall, man. His center of balance is fucked. So if he tall. ever loses, he's dead. Like, <laughs> there's no way. So, yeah. I thought like about tree it. Beer. <laughs> I, yes, I may have placed higher than RTZ ever has at an international. I mean, that's not a big deal. It's not like I specifically look that stuff up sometimes and laugh, uh, you know, but... Uh, it's just another day, you know, I, as an Emmy award winning second place TI finalist. Uh, it's just another day. So what can you We're do? We're so lucky to have you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just yeah, I'm I'm amazed to being in your Dude, presence. But it, <laughs> right but it's like, you are you're, the best. It's like shut, up, 5K. shut the hell up, Emmy. <laughs> it's like your 5K MMR, you know, but with my 2K MMR, imagine if I end up yeah, being the coach. Of course, you should do it. I mean, as I've always said, content is king, dude. There's so many great opportunities for hilarious content with you being the coach. Go in there with like, you know, get some essential oils, rub them up during the draft, you know, go fucking crazy. Start doing some- Rub them up during the draft? Yeah, you should do it. Absolutely. I mean, uh, content's uh -huh. king, man. They don't listen to the coaches anyway. I've listened to player comms. You know, they're just like, uh huh, uh huh, and then they just pick Razor first pick. It doesn't matter, dude. Yeah, go in there, have some fun, bro. I believe also pub mentality. I, I believe OG have won many TIs based on pub uh, mentality. You know, mm -hmm. uh, if fucking Meteor Hammer Invoker on tops, and uh, there's so, use, there's worth. Okay, there's worth. Sip. Seb always tells these stories about how they have like, you know, people love Dota so much that sometimes when we bring camera crews, I specifically have to get camera crews that don't play Dota. Because every single time I bring a camera crew that plays Dota, somehow they get into the mood of talking to them. And Seb always tells a story that he's like playing, I think it was like one of the TI finals, something. One of the camera crew was like, oh, have you thought about DK? Oh my God, I feel so old. And he just... It just has to keep on going because I'm like, I'm Dude. not gonna answer these. So I was like, oh yeah, that's a good idea, you know? And that's I it. fucking so, do that all I, the time and I cringe every <laughs> single time. I fucking cringe. I have nothing else to talk about, so I talk to players and I'm Me like, too. yo, bro, you ever try it? And the look on their face, oh my. Effie doesn't know. Effie is actually like near pro player level good. Uh, but fuck, that reminds me of a story last. No, I still thing, get laughed uh, at if I one. if I try to, to, to talk about how much I like a hero. <laughs> nope. They, they are like, you don't talk about heroes to me. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was in a uh, a cab with mind control at last Genting, and we it was like a long ride. Wait, is that how you say it? It was just me and him, and like Gen Genting. I have no idea. I, I said um, Genting, but I, Gen I don't know. Genting. Genting. Uh, Genting. I'm, I'm sure. American. It doesn't matter. Uh, okay, go on. I'm sorry for interrupting. But uh, no. Uh, at any rate, so we're driving up, and I was nothing to talk about, and I was much cringier back then. I didn't just you know have my Nintendo Switch trying to ignore the players, but oh my god, I got in this big discussion about Axe Battle Hunger at the time. Nobody put Axe Battle Hunger level 1, and I was just fucking ranting to him about how fucking good it is, and it's like, your opponents, you see, you'll, they'll never get close enough in the laning phase to other uh, creeps for you to be able to spin, so why put any points in call? It's all about level 1 Battle Hunger, and I just remember him looking out the window like, give me the but he did play it like but but mm -hmm. it is now the standard so i'm just saying uh pub mentality it is useful okay there you go i would say that you have demonstrated that you have enough enough of an understanding to actually make those comments i don't oh seb, come on seb and the guys love me so much and they do respect <laughs> that in the ceo so sometimes like hey yo how do you play disruptor and he, they will be very kind saying well unfortunately disruptor is not this or i can say oh how about tech it's like 
No, unfortunately, it's not that. But you can see then that it's like literally okay, if a five-year-old told you, but daddy, daddy, but what if you... Yeah, well, if Superman was to fight Batman, you know, <laughs> it's like, a, you know. I used to pull the CEO card a little bit more. Be like, listen, Me? you're not going to TI unless you pick fucking alchemist right now alchemist jungle I don't, I don't, okay i don't think i can say without laughing <laughs> but that's a good hero right now unless you pick uh, yeah 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 it not for Arkosh gaming let me tell you you know jenkins broke I've... the record for most self damage on alchemist in a ti program during the dpc he did triple self damage then enemy damage in our elimination game shout out to you jenkins so one second have you seen actually it's like i don't know if you saw it but you Uh, saw that we played against an anti-mage uh alchemist blink dagger so the point was that he had to stand himself next to the anti-mage because if he throws to the anti-mage it bounces back so misha will be timing it and he will blink in boom and explode himself and then we will blow up the the anti-mage he did it three or four times huh yeah. Mm-hmm. At least he hit someone. That's great. Good for Misha. Very strong. <laughs> Very good. I did see that Twitter compilation. So to wrap up the podcast, of, of, of the Twitter compilation, you've seen it? Up quite regularly on Alchemist. So I, I, I actually, I got the reference <laughs> normally. Yeah, that's great. Can you send it to, can you send it to Mark yeah, so okay. we can put it here? <laughs> a day on this team okay they need to shape it up ten thousand dollars a day <laughs> uh, so the last the last thing uh major slacks you're going am i going to the major is that yep. been announced yet i think so right the cast has yes been yes oh yeah it's like <laughs> i leave in like 48 hours yes i am going to awesome. the major yeah awesome, i'll see you there I'm All going right, there as well. Fantastic. <laughs> Bye, Effie. <laughs> Effie, Effie, what is what is your visa situation? Come on, like we'll make a visa uh, for you. Like, what do you I need? I mean, I mean, at this point, it's like no time to go to Malaysia for my interview. I, so I, I told you I had set it up so that if I did get the invite, I would just fly to Malaysia the second I got it, do the visa, come back here. But now it's a little bit too late. Just gonna enjoy it from home. Cheer you guys on. Can't wait to consume the Slacks content. But of course the. The monkey business show, are you going to do it live again? I have no one to do it with again. Oh, no. <laughs> so, at the major? At the major, no. Johan cannot go and Sep is playing. So I'm back again. You want to do his luck? Uh, DM me. DM me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll DM you then after this. All right. But yeah, dude, Effie and uh, Malaysia, are you going? I don't know if that's going to be announced. I don't think it's announced yet now. So I don't yeah. want to put you into trouble. Yeah, yeah. What the hell are you trying I to do here? I don't know, huh? but I sure Sorry, sorry. 
Hey. Okay, awesome. We all hope so as well. Right. Uh, wonderful people. This has been having you both has been exactly what I expected. Effie trying to have serious answers and you as luck just being a slacks, which is why we Excuse love you. Me. I have actually rewatched the monkey business show that you came live and oh my god, you saved me. The whole I'm monkey business about. show was so boring until the slack no, came in. I was like, okay, then we're like fine. That. No, uh, it was, was good. Fine. I have insight about how much I suck. No! One day people will realize that I'm only doing the monkey business no, show so Johan no. can do it. I'm the, Jay, I'm the conduit, you know? Do we need confluence. another Jay, group therapy it. session? I'm hearing a lot of <laughs> self-defecation. No I'm not liking it. I'm not, I'm not liking uh, it. I'm a caster <laughs> now. I'm, I'm officially not a talent. This is how you guys to speak all the time, you know? If you want to make it into the cabal, we need you to pick up your self-confidence a little bit, okay? Yeah. Or you're going to be life banned cabal, from throwing, throwing bananas to the monkeys. You want to end up like Cap, or do you want to develop some self-confidence, okay? The, the cabal doesn't like this. We don't like this. <laughs> well, uh, I hope we get to do this in person one day, uh, maybe at TI, because we all go to TI. Do you have your visa for TI, I, 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 I that, can't, that I, I can't okay, start right? the visa process until I get an invite. So I don't know if that's happening yet. If you get an invite from, Valve, from yeah, them, they, they send the invite and then I. And then, okay. Okay, we'll, talk, we'll talk about it also okay. outside of the podcast. Yeah, yeah. You're going to okay. TI. You just don't know it yet. All right, awesome. Do you know this? Am I going to TI? <laughs> no, no, no. Like, because if she's not going to TI, I'm, I'm going to bring her to the monkey Yay. business show. <laughs> so oh, okay. she will get to go to TI Yay. if she wants, you know? That's great! Yeah. Yeah. Girl. <laughs> <laughs> wow, no fast. Wow, no fast. Anyway, uh, thank you so much for taking the time and for canceling yesterday. And yeah, uh, love to see I'm your beautiful faces soon. Yes. No worries, dude. Uh, right. It's like, see you in a few days there. And Effie, I hope to see you soon as well. Maybe in another part of a region Woo! very east from me. Thank you, guys. Yay! Thank you for having me. Thank you. Thank you.